and welcome to the third episode of Queer and Divine, Conversations of Spirit and Pride, Season 2. I'm your host, Lily. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And today we have a very special guest, someone I think is an absolutely wonderful person, Danny Toma-Harold. Danny, welcome. You're so sweet. Um, Hi, I'm Danny. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a junior um, elementary ed major. Love working with kids. And fun fact, I have an identical twin sister. Which I hope that we can discuss a little bit because an interesting fact, Danny and her sister are both part of the LGBTQ community. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just kind of jumping right in, when I brought up the podcast to you, I think you were like a little more hesitant at first because I think that you don't think that you're as like brilliant and interesting as I do and most people around you do because you've got, you're a brilliant storyteller, but I think the best storytellers are usually a little more shy with their talents. You know what? I would say probably I was definitely a bit nervous when you first brought it up because one, pretty much everybody hates hearing their voices on podcasts or any kind of audio recording. It's just gross. Ew. Don't like it. But also, um, I have always just tended to be slightly more private with like my sexuality. It was just not one of those things where it was like, hey, I'm gay, or like, hey, I'm bi. Like, that was not necessarily how I did it. Now, my sister, she definitely was kind of like that. My dad used to say, oh, I'm going to describe Emily. Get ready, get ready, watch, wake up, gay. And I was like, what? <laughs> and you're like, Phil. Phil, what are you doing? Uh, so, but at least he's always been super accepting of it, so, like, he didn't really care at all. But just, that was never, like, a part of my personality necessarily. And then also, even with, like, the spiritual thing, um... I always would describe myself as more, like, spiritual but not religious. Um, spiritual and not religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm sure you've gotten that, like, so many times. And I, feel like I actually haven't as much. Really? Okay. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, think that on the podcast they need to describe, like, a really religious background mm. or a very strong aversion to it. But I'm, you know, the podcast is there to be a space for people of all backgrounds and perspectives to talk. Right, I think that's valid. Like, I never had a bad experience with religion or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just, like, my parents, we... <laughs> yeah, are, tell me more about your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, parents, Michelle and Phil, Toma Harold, they're great. Um, it's just the four of us, so my mom, my dad, and twin sister, and then me. My my mom, as soon as she had two at the same time, she's like, I'm done, it's she over. She said, I've hit my point. I, we're, we're done. We're not doing that again. Um, and then I have two dogs. Lily and Oxy, they're really cute. I know Lily and Lily, it's crazy. Yeah, Lily, we're, we're best friends. We are. There's nothing Basically. else to say about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we always, we technically grew up Methodist. Like, the type of church we went to was a Methodist church. Um, but And I went to church a lot when I was younger, but it hit a point where, like, my mom was really busy. Um, both my parents were really busy. And so then we just kind of stopped going and... And it was still always, like, in the background of, like, yeah. you know, driving, like, morals and stuff like that and beliefs, but it was never, like, we still celebrated Christmas. What kind of church did you belong to? Uh, we, so, Methodist and pastor's name was Dalton. He's awesome. Uh, he, That's such a good pastor's name. Right? <laughs> I feel like pastor, so mine was Pastor Rick, which I feel like is a very generic mm-hmm. pastor yeah. name, but Dalton's a good one. No, Dalton, he was Southern, and it was also a very welcoming church, which is, I think, one of the reasons why it, I just kind of was just still in the background, where it was just like, yeah, driving morals, it was never for us something that was like, oh, 
like Christian this, Christian that. It was like a, hey, be a good person. And that's kind of the way that Dalton really talked about religion. Like, I remember he was very, it was very liberal because I grew up in Decatur, uh, which is right outside of Atlanta. And it's Decatur where it's greater. But it's a very liberal area. <laughs> um, we, it's a very um, large lesbian population there, which yeah. I did not realize um, until I was older, and then all of a sudden I was walking around, and I was like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> We're actually really good at this I was stuff. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two moms, awesome. Like, and that was, yeah. Um, and so I remember he was always, like, one of those sermons that, like, I remember, remember he was talking about. He was like, well, Jesus was a refugee, so we have to be opening our arms. And I was like, uh, yeah, Dalton, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you're crushing this, sir. Yeah, I was like, you're doing great. Um, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> literally. And so, yeah, that was kind of just the church that I grew up in. We went back sporadically um, in high school. And we, I probably would want to go back again, like, when I go home and stuff like that. Um, but... To be completely honest, my mom and my dad were like, you know what? If football was on a different day, we'd probably go to church more. But football is on Sunday. Priorities. Honestly, and that's it's, okay. It's a lot of stuff to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I I appreciate pastors and religious people who take religion as part of what it means to be a good person. In addition, yep. and there's, you know... I think some religions that focus really on, like, saving others, but it's, like, you don't need to save others, just, like, be good to yourself and your community. No one else has to believe what you believe but you. Yeah, pretty much. It was just, you know, be good to yourself, be good to your friends, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Like, a very bottom line, don't be a jerk. don't be a jerk, which definitely just drives a lot about, like, my parents' teaching. Yeah. Which is kind of just, like... And your parents are awesome. Like, they raise cool kids. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will tell them that you said that. Please um, do. Yeah. Yeah. So you also, I'd love to hear like a little bit more. I know a lot about you, <laughs> obviously, but a little bit more kind of like, you know, talking about realizations of like, oh, there's a lot of lesbians here. What it was like to be in the school you were, or and also just like to be alongside of your sister's journey as well. Mm-hmm. Very often, I think, you know, having like an identical twin who also shares similar aspects of your sexuality with you and attraction is a very interesting type of thing where often I see people who, oh, my sibling is straight as a freaking whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, straight as a pole, and I'm like over here like a little fruity. So like (laughs) having kind of like shared experience of what that was like. Yeah. Okay, please remind me if I forget any of those questions because there's there's a lot in there. So It was just like a take what you will and run with it. Hey, no, I love those kinds of questions. Um, So growing up, I went to the children's school, which is in Midtown. Shout out, children's school in Atlanta. Um, it was a great school, and so that was, like, my first introduction to, like, the LGBTQ community because my I like, some of my friends who were also twins had two moms, and so then they were in our grade, and so all, already we were, like, twin, twin, awesome. And then <laughs> connection. <it was laughs> connection. And then it was like, oh, two moms, cool, barbecue. Sounds great. Because they were also really into Falcons games. And so then that was, like, the connection for us where it was like, oh, yeah, football. And then, like, the whole two moms thing was just very normal for us. It was never something that was like a, oh, snap, two moms. It was Especially like a, if you're introduced to it as a very normal concept when you're a kid. Right. My parents were just like, oh, yeah, they have two moms. And I was like, cool, they have two moms. Lucky duck. Anyway, I bet. I like my mom. I'd like two. <laughs> Literally. I was like, oh, my gosh, that means they could do my hair at the same time. Crazy. <gasps> right? It would be mm-hmm. awesome. So, and then also, 
like my school just itself was very it was also a very progressive school like we called our teachers by their first names progressive like um so that was something where it was very welcoming and I know even now talking to my mom because she still works there she's the um she does a lot of stuff with resource um and curriculum stuff and she talks about how like she has students coming in who are non-binary or gender fluid and how like they're trying to make um not accommodations because that means they're like reacting towards it it's just trying to make like the most smoothest transition they could possibly have yeah because it's an identity that's not fully like understood by the majority of people yet right and there's like loads of like gay and lgbtq teachers who are also like uh gay teachers of color which we love to see like it's which will be you one day which will be me one day and i'm excited um and so then there was just there was a lot of good stuff happening there and a lot of acceptingness, which was great. I also like to make up words. That's like my favorite thing to do. It's the greatest. Um. I've had like a lot of people on here who have had like, you know, I had a girl who's at like a Catholic girl's school or like a mm. super conservative whatever type of school. And so you're, I think, one of the very first people I've had on here who's had like a, a good experience in school. And I would actually just jump on that. I, I went to a girl's school. Like, it wasn't a Catholic yeah. girl's school, but I, I still went to a girl's school and I would. They used to call us gay GS because, like, I'm not even lying to you, about a third of our population was lesbian or non binary and identity. And they were literally like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it was also AG mess, but that was because sometimes we had some issues. But, like, it was more just issues of, like, us just being girls and being crazy and being middle schoolers if we're being honest we were just middle school girls are terrifying they're literally crazy they scare the hell out of me <laughs> <laughs> me too bro that's one's one of the reasons why i was like yeah no we're not I gonna like teach do... fourth grade please <laughs> literally because i had like three different professors be like are you sure you want to teach elementary school you don't want to teach middle school and i was like they're kind of scary and they're gonna like bully me bully people they're right they bully adults i watched a full like 12 year old say something that made like a grown man cry literally i was like that's I... something that i'm just not gonna deal with yeah um and so we had like a gay straight alliance club and it was just something that was very just very very welcoming in that in that way um I will say that um it my school kind of made it a point to not really um incorporate religion in a way like we were like strictly like non a non-religious uh all girls school because that was just something that was for one not really around um, yeah, it's a, it's a rarity in itself. Right, especially in the South, especially in Georgia. We, I know we're the only girls, non-denominational girls' school in the state of Georgia, because um, we just really wanted to focus on, like, empowering women and stuff like that. Yeah. and not make them feel like they have to adhere to a certain, you know, identity. Right, yeah, so it was definitely just different aspects of, like, um, empowering and, like, based on race or, like, gender or LGBTQ community stuff um which was really nice um and I think definitely in middle and high school was kind of when I started realizing I was like okay I think I'm not you know I'm not fully straight um and it was actually tied to like my sister's coming out story um because on the contrary she always knew that she was gay I don't remember when my when she came out to my mom she my mom was like how do I say this in a polite way where I'm just like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, we didn't, we wanted you to have this moment, Emily, but also, but also we didn't know. Duh, homie, mm-hmm. you shaved part of your head, and now you have, like, a fade. Like, <laughs> we know. There are very few straight women we've seen Right, that. you have fade, and you wear, like, floral shirts every day. We, 
you kind of fit the it. Floral button down. Yes, mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. We saw that. We saw this coming. Um, but my, she told my mom one day, she was like, you know what? I, I want to kiss this girl. My mom was like, that's awesome. However, we're not kissing anybody right now. Cause you're literally three. <laughs> that's just not something we're going to do. Um, but my mom was like, well, super chill with father Emily No, literally. That. She was just like, I want to kiss this person. And my mom was like, well, cool. When you are out of diapers. Great. Right. When you are like, <laughs> you when you have actual agency, you can kiss this girl, but not yet. Not yet. But that's um, impressive. Because, like, I think of a lot of kids, you know, when you're, I think, under six years old, you have such a strong understanding of, like, speaking your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you're conditioned through school, through church, through society to, like, be like, oh, that's an inappropriate thing to say. Or, like, right. I shouldn't be bold about blank. Which is why I love when little kids that age are like, that's my boyfriend. And you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Crush it, Connor. Beautiful. <laughs> We'd love to see it. And that's what I'm really excited to do as a teacher is just be able to, like, create that community where, like, these kids could be like, Miss Danny, because I will not be going by Miss Tommy Harold if I can help it. Miss um, Danny also has that, it like, sounds you can so go to your teacher better. during lunch and be like, I definitely forgot my food. Like, don't worry. Miss Danny's got crackers It's in her like, bag. I've got mac and cheese for you. Um, but, like, oh, I've lost my whole entire train of thought. Oh, but I just want to be able to create that classroom community where my kids can totally feel like they can come with for me to anything. And if they want to be like, Miss Danny, I'm gay, I'd be like, beautiful. Same. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're in community here. Literally same. And I hope that by the time you are in a classroom, which, I mean, is going to be in the next, like, two, three years anyway, but, like, maybe a little bit further into her career, we get to the point where schools don't find it as a political statement to have, like, a rainbow in the room, mm, right? Always, Things like yeah. that that are no longer, you know, a, a super polarizing thing. Yep, I will 1,000% be finding ways, regardless of the classroom I'm in, to have, like, I'm going to have the rainbow flag, I'm going to have Black Lives Matter, I'm going to find ways to put to put my little my little stuff in there. Um, Incorporation, it's, it's a key. Yeah, as it's once you see it in the classroom, it's normalized, and I think the classroom is where a lot of people have issues with in the beginning, and, and families too, but like issues with acceptance is when it's not normalized in that space, it's it's hard to make it normalized anywhere because, you know, school is where you learn If you're at school for the entire day from the time you're like five to 18, mm-hmm. that's where you spend most of your time. So the teachers yeah. that you have are really the ones who shape your worldviews. Like your parents, that's obviously, insane. yes, your community as well, but... I understood what was acceptable and not in, like, Burlington, North Carolina for my teachers. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, and so then, like, I back to the story I was at hand because something about me, I tell stories where it's, like, we can go A to B or I can go A, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and then get to B, and so... We land on platypus, apple, and chair somewhere in the middle of well. Literally. I'll, and I'm just like, oh, wait, this reminds me of another story. People are like, you're not done with the first story. I'm like, oh. That's it's us. the best way to tell stories. I get multiple of them in one layer. It's awesome. Of course. Um, and then, so back to coming out. Middle school was the time where Emily had actually been like, hey, pfft. um, sorry, I just thought of another story. <laughs> but she was like, hey, um, I'm gay. And I remember when she told my grandpa, he responded with, and I'm grandpa. And I was like, I love this. Dad jokes, grandpa jokes? Literally the same. It was so precious. I am gay. Hi, I'm grandpa. He said, cool, don't care. Uh, 
I'm gonna continue to be your grandpa. And this is this is grandpa on mom's side. Yeah, grandpa yeah. on mom's side. I don't know if grandpa on dad's side actually knows, but he also for the, for the viewers out here, he had a stroke, so it's like it's not the same relationship. It's not really. the same relationship. And if Emily were to tell him that, or I was to tell him that, she, like I was bi or anything like that, he would probably forget. Uh, it wouldn't be a thing where next time he saw, he'd be like, are you dating any women? He'd right. be like, hello. Hello. Because <laughs> he used to ask me, like, for all the colleges I applied to, he only remembered that I applied to Mercer, and I was like, well, I'm not going there. And he was like, so when do you hear back from Mercer? Which is exactly how he sounds. And I was like, well, Papa, I've been going to Elon for two years, but thank you. <laughs> we'll not be hearing back. My application is no longer in question. I was like, that's not a thing, but I appreciate it. It's because th- he was from Macon, so that was, like, the school that he was, like, connection. Got it. Um, that one hit in his brain. Yeah, that one, that one hit in his brain. Um, but Emily came out in middle school, and then I kind of came out, <clears throat> I literally piggybacked off her. I was like, well, hey, it's, it's okay if she's gay. Like, what if I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> what if What if I just, like, jumped on the bandwagon? No, literally. <laughs> and they were like, that would be fine, too. You're a different person, but, like, also it's fine. Also, we don't care. We love you. Yeah, we don't care and we love you. And so that was how that went. Um, and so I'm bisexual. Yay. We love to see it. Emily is pan uh, and just doing a lot of things. She's like a girlfriend now, right? <laughs> she does. Caveat. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later. Um, no, she does have a girlfriend. I think they're in a happy relationship. I'm just myself. Anyway. Um, yeah, you have no no discernible feelings on that. <laughs> I have no feelings on that. But you're dating, uh, like, don't a, tell her that I said that. Will not. Will not. Um, yeah, and I'm dating a man. Um, Who's, I'm, like, the best of men. He is the best of men. And he's working on his own biases, which I've been really proud of him. Like, he he grew up in McDonough, Georgia. That's country. He's, he's a little country boy. Um, and he also came from a slightly more confers- conser- what? conservative black family. And so, just within the black community, adding another layer onto, like, spirituality and sexuality, that was, being gay is not always okay. It's perfectly fine in my family, but, like, other families is a little different. And so, he's been very good at, like, working with pronouns and non-binary folks. And, like, he texted, when I was calling him one day, he was like, I felt really bad. He's I think a I curious learner. He is. He was like, I feel really bad. I think I might have used the wrong pronouns for Lily. I said, no, you did really, really well, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so he's very conscious of it. And I'm he's got very, a very open mind. Yes, and I'm very proud of him because it was not always like that. And I sent him a literal children's book one day because I was getting frustrated <laughs> at how he was not understanding non-binary. And I said, read this book, internalize it, and then you we'll talk your later. Voice. Literally, I used my teacher voice. I was like, if you don't read this book, like I'm gonna dock points. Like I don't know what to give. You. I'm time out. Time out. A star off your chart. You will be losing a star, which is not necessarily great behavioral practice. However. <laughs> He's losing a star, but he's been doing for the really purpose really of Corey. Really, for the Stargon. purpose of Corey, Stargon. Um, and but he's been doing really well, and so I'm very proud of him. Um, and I will say, just like being in college and like spirituality and like gayness <laughs> in college, you said that with your whole chest, with my whole chest, that I was able to kind of explore it more definitely in college, which I'm thankful for because in elementary school, because I mean I was. A, random child. I didn't know what was happening half the time. 
Um, and then you cried a lot. I cried a lot, y'all. If y'all ever ask me any stories about my childhood, ninety nine percent of the time it will end in me crying. It I starts just, out with so there I was, it ends with, and then you know what happened? It's a shocker. I started crying. crying. <laughs> um, but in like middle school and high school, sexuality and spirituality was very separate. It was just mm. not something that I necessarily put together because I never had that experience of it being bad and having the church be like, yeah. oh, it's bad. So then I never put them together. Um, but then definitely in college, it was a little bit more because I was, one, also looking into like the research behind uh, different like religions and stuff like that. You're a big learner. Yeah, yeah. Teacher learning is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then really looking at what like spirituality and sexuality looks like at the same time and then I think it for me it just comes back to kind of that like spiritual but not necessarily religious because even now like I I'm in gospel choir but I still would probably describe myself I am the president of gospel choir I would still personally describe it my experience with religion as being more spiritual and not necessarily religious because I take aspects of like Christianity and like God and, like, I'll read my Bible because it makes me feel comforted that, you know, there's someone else that I can call on who is going to be watching me and protecting me. But then there's also, like, the aspect of, like, outside and getting into nature. I really like environmental education. That is my minor. Um, and so that aspect of nature is also tying into, like, my spiritual journey. And then it's, like, my sexuality ties in there, too, because it's just, like, my whole being has something to do with spirituality or something. Danny's just having a great time, y'all. <laughs> so you like, first off, I'm crushing life right now, actually. I'm, I'm actually crushing life. Hey, as soon as I have to take the praxis, I will not be crushing life, which is for people who are not elementary ed people or just education people in general. That is a test that I have to take to be able to teach and get my license. And which she's like, going to crush. Which I'll crush, but if I don't crush, it's like $140 each test. So it's like not a thing where you can't take it multiple times. It's just an but my wallet endeavor. will make me sad mm-hmm. if I have to take it multiple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm living. <laughs> You're crushing it. One thing I wanted to ask specifically about was like, you know, you talk kind of about the differences in your religious and spiritual journey. What would you say your relationship is? Because you mentioned, like, kind of having a Christian background, a Methodist background, and, you know, having a relationship to God specifically. One question I always like to ask people, what is your opinion on the Bible itself? Are the stories Mm. literally interpreted? Are they supposed to be metaphors? Are they allegories for things? Yeah, no, I think, I'm going to say metaphors on this one. If we're being honest, I really only read Psalms Mm. out of the Bible. I don't read a lot of the other parts because the Psalms are the ones where it's like, God is going to give you strength, blah, 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 blah. Those are the ones that make me feel really good versus reading the translations of the other ones, which are more like, make me feel not as good. Um, yeah. And so I do definitely think, as a general thing, that they're mostly all metaphors. I don't think they necessarily was like concrete things that happened, but I think there's something there, obviously. I really want to believe for, like, the alcoholic part of my body, <laughs> that Jesus did turn water to wine. I That's the one story where I'm like, I just, because if he does come back here, if he, if he comes back just to be like, hey, peeps, what's up? Let's let's talk about mm-hmm. things you're doing wrong and right. Yep, um, yep. I would like him to teach me how to do that. I think that would be, I think that would be good. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's metaphors, and I think it's just something, it's just about belief, um, and about really, really sitting with, for me, it's just sitting with, like, the Psalms and the different thing that co- things from there, which is just, like, they make me feel better. And so. See, like, when I look through the Bible, when I've had to for class or had to, 
when I was in youth group, or even just now because I have like four copies in my room. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of our previous chaplain, Jan Fuller, gave me a few. Love her. I love Jan Fuller. She's amazing. Shout out Jan. Shout out Jan. Um, but I, I'm very connected to passages that are relating to light. Something mm. about the concept of like anything with like, let there be light, light was given, light as the form of the Holy Spirit. Any of those types of things make me feel very, like, grounded and connected because yeah. a lot of the Bible, the things in there are very outdated, very sexist. A lot of them are very violent. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I like to pull out passages that kind of make me feel concrete in the belief of another higher being that is, mm. as like you said, like, there to watch and be there for you. And I feel like it's so interesting to see what different types of people pull from religious yeah. scripture. What are you gravitating towards? If that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. No, I think... Those, I like those passages as well. I probably need to read my Bible more for being perfectly <laughs> honest. I'll, I'll read Heathen. it when I'm... Heathen. I know. I'll read it usually when I get stressed. So if anything happens in my life and I'm like, whoop, like I had a little bit of a COVID scare, which it ends up always being a cold. In the health center, people always tell me it's going to be a cold, but I get anxious. And so I said, can I please get a test? And they said, baby, I think it's a cold. And I said, please, can I get a test? He said, I'm really anxious I'm really anxious right now. I think it's contributing to my symptoms. I'm not going to tell that story on the air. That's not happening. <laughs> Lily's being mean and bullying me right now um, about a story, another story where I cried. Um, and peed my pants, but also cried. Anyway. Next. Said, I'm not telling a story, but I will tell you exactly but what But I will tell you exactly story. what that is. You made me lose my whole train of thought. Uh, what? I don't even know what I was saying. I don't know. Oh, sorry, listeners. That's no, nice. it was good. It was uh, it was a it was a natural moment versus a more scripted one. And I know, but it was good. probably going to be great. Oh, scripture! It was read about reading scripture. Um, where it's just those moments is when I usually start looking for something and reading because those moments is when it makes me feel makes me feel better. Yeah, I got that. Oh my gosh, you. See, it's so funny. You're like, I'm so nervous, blah, blah, blah. And then you tell, like, brilliantly worded stories. I'm you're hilarious so and charming. <laughs> Be nervous. You're wonderful. Thank are there you. any kind of last stories or, like, tidbits you think are important for people to hear? Um, have more stories that don't involve you just peeing and crying. Um, <laughs> um I would say also just, like, your journey is your journey, and it'll, it'll happen how it happens. I had... A very chill, like spiritual and sexuality journey, um, but not everybody else necessarily is. And um, wherever it's it's about the journey, not necessarily destination. It's cliche, but it's sometimes but very it's, accurate. It's pretty, it's pretty true. Um, and so I will say, just like take those experiences and allow them to make you a better person. And like, yeah, some of those experiences are gonna suck. They're gonna be literal trash. Um, which means you just need to cut people out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but that's important. Which I is think sometimes, sometimes to happen. like, you know, it's going to be this really great, awesome journey. And, like, I just, I think that more people need to utilize and remember that not everything that ends up in a good place has a good journey part to it. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. Like, I definitely, my journey as a whole was, like, especially with spirituality, very chill. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely a part where I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm agnostic. No, I'm atheist now. And it was like, hmm. I don't really believe in this. And then later, and which happened with my sister also, she did plebe summer, which is a part of, uh, it's like boot camp before you get to college. It was terrible. No, thank terrible. you. Terrible. She was like, I'm going to church every day because I'm sad. And this is making me not sad. 
Um, and that you just gotta, and that was kind of like a similar thing for me. I was like, I need a community on campus because I really am not finding it. And so then I joined gospel choir and I was like, this is my community. And so it allowed me to get closer with people, but then also closer with God and like my own spiritual self. And so singing is a really good way, I think in general to connect. Yeah. Cause I, and I remember talking to somebody about that where it's like with gospel choir and singing and like religious singing is you're going to be able to get people who might never like pick up a Bible in their life but that moment when they're singing is gonna be the greatest form of connection and I totally think that is true because before that I really did not touch my bible ever and then I asked my dad one day as soon as I joined gospel choir I was like hey can I get a bible for Christmas he's like yeah he said yes "Uh absolutely he was like if and he texted me the other day where he was like if my kids is the like my kids just asked me for a bible for Christmas like I think I did pretty well as a parent I'm like yeah yeah especially because like a Bible is something you can get literally anywhere. Literally so asking anywhere. For, for a gift shows, I think, I don't know, something special about it. Especially, like, I think the gifts that are given to me by people who are special to me yeah. are the ones that are more Because he wrote a nice note in it, too. It was, like, from your earthly father and your heavenly father. And I said, uh, well, now I'm crying. Thanks. <laughs> your dad is, a, like, He's awesome. so good with words. Y'all have a good family. If anybody needs to be, like, put into my family, like... Just, like, we'll inserted in the middle. Yeah, we'll take applications. Like, y'all can come over for dinner. Your name just can't be Lily because um, we have a dog. We have a dog named Lily, and we also have a dog named Oxy. You cannot have those names. I'm so sorry. If you sorry. have a name named Oxy, though, like, I'd like to meet you. I would love to talk to you because his name, it, his full part is Oxalis because he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and so if you were born on St. Patrick's Day and would like to become a Tomei Herald, contact me. <laughs> have conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for kind of sharing and talking and telling. I mean, you're such a good storyteller, and I think you do a good job of, even though you open up three storylines, <laughs> they all you, get they to converge. the right point at some point. They, they all meet at some point, and they all have like a very solid ending point. So thank you for that. And I was going to ask you this anyway, but I think you really touched on it. Some just advice for anybody, like, you know, who's dealing with struggles with their sexuality or spirituality, but what you just discussed kind of like about the journey was. Yeah. Solid and find your and group. Find, your, find group. your group. That's, like, a very also generic one, but it'll it'll make it better. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, and thank you for, like, having the time to come on the podcast today. You were, I know, insanely busy, so having kind of a block is super helpful. Um, yeah, but just thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad this, this ended at the right time because my phone literally just started ringing, and it was Emily! Woo! We love Emily. <laughs> Please tell her to say hi. Will do. Um... Listen in next time for episode four with another fun special guest, another one of my friends. Um, And that will be not this Friday, but next because we're doing bi-weekly now. Um, As always, thank you for taking the time and the space to listen in with us. And you can find us on our Instagram at Elon Spirit and Pride. This has been Queer and Divine Conversations Conversations with with Spirit and Pride. Pride.